Disclaimer, while we are both licensed mental health professionals in the state of Georgia, anything stated in today's show is not intended to be used as a therapeutic intervention or clinical recommendation. We are not providing therapy during our show. Rather, we're bringing the insight and experience of our professional lives to dig deep into topics that impact women across the board. If you are in need of a professional therapist, please seek one out in your community. If you're experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please dial 911 or go to your closest emergency room. Talk Straight, a podcast by real women for real women who are looking for real change. Let's get comfy and get honest about what our lives really look like and what it takes to really live them to their fullest. No filters, no bullshit, no shame, just real honest talk from real everyday women. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about another F word. This one, it could get a little bit tricky. I'll tell you what. So today we are talking about faith and what that means. (laughs) It's a heavy word, right? Like it's a heavy word. It's loaded. It is totally loaded. And it's it's loaded because of how society has created this. And yeah, I mean, I can, and, and our families too, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about religion, faith, spirituality. Um, and this is sort of us coming out of the closet with yes. our spirituality and the faith that we have. I guess, you know, when I think about mine that I have uh, moved away from, I have, what's a stronger word for that? Of just like, I literally like cut it off. I cut it off is pretty strong. Something, you know, some, I can't can't think of the word, but really, really just, yeah. Denounced? uh, Denounced. Yes. (laughs) Look at us. Teamwork makes the dream work, y'all. But yes, you know, during my teenage years, um, I would say middle, like upper teenage years into the twenties and stuff, I really denounced religion uh, and I felt really, really lost. So, uh, and I know that I'm not the only one that has experienced that. And I know that we have different experiences within mm-hmm. religion too. Mm-hmm. So yes, we're not, we are, we're going to start with religion and move into where we are now because we started mm-hmm. with religion and now we talk about spirituality and being yeah. spiritual and being connected to something bigger and being connected to the universe. And it's all one thing. So yeah, that's sort of a hold on tight because we're going to go <laughs> to all the places uh, that that we've experienced and it might get a little heated and hopefully it does, you know, hopefully it does for you. Maybe we trigger you. Honestly, I hope we do because that is what creates that curiosity hopefully mm-hmm. for you and helps you to sort of dive deeper into what's holding you back, what spirituality is for you and sort of how you view it and how you embody it in your everyday mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want to start, Katie, with talking about yeah. your experience? Yeah, and I'll I'll do a little disclaimer that there's no way for us to in a in a podcast episode unpack all the parts and pieces. And so I think what this 
the spirit of this, <laughs> no pun intended, the spirit of this spiritual conversation is to spark curiosity and, like Leanne said, allow for some space to just kind of see what comes up. And so for my, like my upbringing was interesting in that we would, for periods of time, go to church on Sunday. So um, I would grow up what many people would call uh, wasp, waspy. We were a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. That's like an ancient term. But but like we were, I mean, Christian, Christianity. We went to um, a non-denominational church. When we went, uh, Sundays were all about, you know, being really super pious and self-righteous. And then Sunday night, Monday morning, man, it was back to whatever, right, whatever shenanigans life was, uh, whatever it looked like. And so I, I struggled a lot as a kid with kind of like what religion and what God, who God, like, let's go ahead and just drop the G word, who God is. And to my like, pre-16-year-old self, God was scary. I was broken and God was condemning. Um, I mean, all the things like when you unpack like biblically, like Old Testament type pictures of God, like that was just what I believed and um, what I was taught. And then I, I'm going to do air quotes. I got saved, air quotes, saved. <laughs> at the age of 16. And it's hysterical to me now. And in, in my 38 year old self, 30, 38, look at 39, I'm 39 <laughs> to look back at like age 16 and how I, how I, how I came to know and love Jesus was a woman in a tent came up to me and said, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? Wow. Which is like the antithesis of anything I would ever like I would, I, I get so turned off by that, but that was, that was my like coming to Jesus <laughs> moment. <laughs> There's going to be lots of punny things that we say. And I hope that you laugh too, because I think that God today is a God of humor and there's no limitations on this entity that is sometimes presents as a woman to me and sometimes presents as a man to me. And, and so we might say things that maybe sound irreverent or offensive to those who are maybe in a different place. We apologize in advance and no way do we want to be offensive, but I do think there's a lot of space for humor, um, especially for those who are healing from some of our religious pasts. So yeah, I got saved at age 16. I became a Bible thumping tyrant it really, it was how my family would describe me. My brother to this day still makes fun of my 19 year old self. He's like, do you remember when you used to like come, come to me and ask me like, where, like if I died, where I was going. And like, oh. I like, and I was like, as because I loved you. Like I was, it was all so well intended right. and I was 19. Like who, who knows what they're saying and doing when they're 19, no offense, 19 year olds. Um, but then we went to a, we went to a Christian university, my husband and I, and that's where we met. So there's so many gratitudes that I have for like religion and the institution that is like the church. If we say like capital C church, I have gratitude. I also have a lot of wounding and a lot of trauma from the church. And so my spirituality, um, after college really took a, a 180 and probably at times felt like I was denouncing Christianity. There was a lot of stuff going on with, and this gets into 
the other other um, difficult topics to talk about was politics and how politics mm -hmm. and the conservative right particular groups of people would display unloving behavior and sentiment towards God's children, um, whether they were gay or straight, black or white, male or female, there was um, not a lot of love I didn't see coming through particular groups of people. And I am not, not everyone who who falls in that category is like this, but I'm just saying my experience was I saw some some really ugly, harsh things from people. And basically, I, I basically said to many people, I don't believe in the God that you believe in anymore. My God doesn't, doesn't feel that way about abortion. My God doesn't feel that way about homosexuality. My God doesn't feel that way about, um, cause it was all hatred. And so basically it took me on this, this journey of, well, then what the heck is it? <laughs> like, what is, like, what is, I wanted to get away from religion because religion just felt like a box that I was being put into. And spirituality had a, a more like free flow openness to it that really, I think I embraced and, in, and it embraced me in a time where I was like searching and seeking. And so, yeah, when it comes down to like the, the F word faith, I went from believing very rigid, legalistic. Um, if you if you do this, you die and go to hell. If you don't, if you do that, you die and get to go to heaven. And just very, very legalistic is the best word I can come up with. So yeah, so the the practices that I have today that are surrounded in spirituality and faith-based are um, to some people that I used to know during those early years, it looks, it looks very, some would call it like pagan or satanic even, mm -hmm. um, because it just looks so different. And I'm not upset that that's what some of those people think. I'm not hurt by it. I feel like we're all on a journey and everyone's like trying to figure it out. Right. And the more, and I think this is probably the most important part of anything that I will hopefully say today is that the more I think I know, the less I really know. Yes. And the more curious I stay about my faith and other people's faith and the definition of it and the representation of it, the more open I am to it, the better off I find my relationships are, my interactions with people and my ability to love. Um, because really like if we were to have a, a word that's synonymous with like faith or spirituality or God, it would be love for me. Yes. Like that is, that is, God is love. And so anyway, I got introduced to um, Christian mysticism a few years ago, which really opened the door for me to search into different areas of like the mystic world and that there's kind of another, another realm that I just never explored. I didn't even know it existed. And so, yeah, so right now, like faith in practice, like that's kind of more like the religious and spiritual um, journey. But faith for me today means so much more and so much different. And it has a, a different connotation and context as it relates to this divinity that is outside of me, this like mm -hmm. God that is outside of me that I know is so much bigger than me, but also the divinity and the God that is within me because yeah. I do have a faith belief that 
God is inside of me. And, and kind of like we're all made of the same substance. We're all made of stardust. We're all made of this um, unifying substance that allows us to connect. And it's that like human consciousness, right? That we're all connected. And I am hopeful that you will unpack some of that because I think you have a lot to say in your journey about like that human consciousness and that like collective aspect of everything. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the reader's digest version and there's so much more. I mean, there's, I've gotten into astrology. I, I have not denounced Christianity in the way that I thought that I did mm-hmm. instead of like taking away from whatever my spiritual and faith based views are, I have added to it. And I just keep adding to it and I just keep adding to it because I just find when, as soon as I think I know, as soon as I'm sure of something, that's when I'm, pre- something new. that's, that's when I'm pretty up. sure that something new is about to pop up. And so, yeah, like just openness and, and love. What about you? Yeah. Beautifully said. Um, and I think it's important to recognize the importance of like what how faith helps us in life, right? So like why we continue on this journey and you did talk about, right, that connectedness, but what does that mean, right? What does it, what does it mean for us in real time and today? So my, my experience was that, like I said, I denounced it pretty early on, actually. Now that I think about it, it was probably earlier in my teens, Uh, but I grew up Catholic, Roman Catholic, and we went to church every single Sunday we made sure to have penance. We would have to, you know, tell the priest all of our sins, you know, every so often and just to be saved and to, you know, do our penance of the rosary and all sorts of stuff that I didn't have a problem with, right? I didn't have a problem with that. It's more of a ritual, right? So I think about that now as a ritual that helps with spirituality. What I did have a difficult a difficult time recognizing or like wrapping my head around was the hypocrisy. So it was, you know, my family would show up every Sunday. We were, you know, part of the church and we would give out the Eucharist and all these different things. And like you were saying, it's like, and then it's back to the reg, um, you know, Monday through Saturday where I grew up in a family of alcoholics, a lot of DV, a lot of just like arguing and a lot of chaos and, um, And, you know, I love my family and they, I truly do know that they did the best they could with what they had and it sort of fucked me up. So, (laughs) you know, I I love, I love them and I know that they love me and I don't know how they're going to, you know, handle this podcast if they listen to it. And it's still, it's still important to speak my truth, right. And recognizing where I sort of went off the rails And just seeing that over and over and over of just like, well, if God is so good, why is all this bad stuff happening? Or if you guys are Catholics and we're supposed to be following this like way of the Lord, why, why are you guys hitting each other? Why are you guys like, you know, hurting each other? Mm -hmm. So that, that happened pretty early on. And then I remember my mom taking me to my first protest. I think it was around 11 and it was to, to an abortion clinic. And so I was one of the kids standing out there and we would do it. I mean, so we would do this every single year. She would take us to a protest. And I remember when I was 15, I looked at her and I said, I am not going with you. And she was, I think she said she was disgusted with me. She was disappointed in me. And she might not remember those words. I do. 
you know, that's not for her to remember. That was my, that was my healing to do. So, but I, I just stood so firmly in that because that is not what I believed. I, I believe that, you know, every woman has a choice to do with her body. My mom had a very different experience. She gave up a lot for me to have me when she was 18. So I understand her love and her, like, you know, if she's, she's looking at me and she calls me her angel, her savior. Mm. So, you know, I know that's her experience, but that's not, that wasn't my experience. So being able to see like, you know, if I did not agree with my family, what would happen? Would I be denounced from the family? Right. Would, mm. because they are very strong believers. Uh, so, so that was my first big stand against religion. Mm. And I still went because I lived under my mother's roof and, and all of that. And, and I remember, you know, I would go here and there. So I went away to college. Um, you know, I really, I sort of, I was a rebel. I rebelled against a lot and I was a crazy kid. I did a lot. I experienced <laughs> a lot and I was lost. I was really lost. And what was interesting and, um, how you were saying, you know, that foundation of having, you know, the, the big C church. I would find myself when I was really, really lost and hurting, going back to any church that I could find, any mm. Catholic church I could find to just be, to sit, maybe not even go to mass, but that's where I would just be. Uh, and maybe that was part of my upbringing. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know, but I just know that that was my, my foundation. So when I got into my mid twenties, I had this wonderful supervisor for my license for professional counseling. And she introduced me to meditation, mindfulness, loving kindness meditation actually was the first thing mm -hmm. that she introduced me to, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so grateful, you know, God knew what he was doing when he put her mm -hmm. or she put her in my life. So, uh, and very much like you, right? I have, well, I see God as a man and I, I also have Mary as mother earth, right? Yeah. So I have this, this this concept here of having both male and female. And, um, I think what has really helped me even more recently is the way of the rose and having that, that's a book and it's a really amazing, cool book that talks about the divinity and, and mother and, um, Mary anyways. Uh, so anyways, I was introduced to loving kindness meditation. I started searching out for temples to go to. And I started going to temples in my spare time and, uh, learning about more meditation and joining their meditation, you know, groups and things like that. So that's where I started my, my way back to spirituality. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of healing to do. I, uh, ended up with a therapist who was Catholic, who was based in Christianity and I was like, well, this is interesting because he was, you know, I went to him because he knew a lot about meditation and, uh, he actually wrote a book about Christian tantric meditation and, uh, he helped me heal my wounds. Uh, and what I didn't realize is that I had a lot of wounds from Mary, from the mother, from, from mm. the female aspect of it as well, because I have a lot of very strong females in my you know, in my lineage and, and in my family. So, so it was very interesting to go through that whole process of healing and, and going to, and then I know uh, another big, like poignant part of my healing and realization and going back into this inclusiveness rather than exclusive. Like I excluded Jesus, Mary, God, like, you know, everything 
to do with Catholicism and to reintegrate them. I remember in one of my yoga classes in this beautiful, this tiny, it's the garden for wellness in tiny little Clarksville, Georgia, (laughs) who have the most amazing healers that I have ever had the opportunity to know. I was in one of the yoga classes and I remember, you know, doing one of the um, poses and I was looking at this wall with all of these amazing spiritual gurus and Jesus was up there. And I was like, well, damn, like, (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting. So, so yeah, that's, that's really, you know, I'd say probably over the past eight years, I, I have really, really explored and, and grounded myself in spirituality and integrating that back into Catholicism and learning more about it instead of just shunning it away. Um, and yeah, so, and, and really being able to separate, like you were saying, you know, like not all the people that go there are bad. You know, there's all this uproar. Of course, everybody knows about the Catholic system and how corrupt they are and how much they hide and all of that. And I'm not denying that. And there's also a lot of good that comes from it when you when you allow yourself to see in a different light. Right. We think about religion or at least I do. I think about religion and how it creates wars. And I've had conversations with my daughter Mm -hmm. about that. Right. Because she's starting to you know, get curious about that stuff. So being able to, to recognize what I believe and how you were saying, you know, God is love and how, if there was more love, if there's, you know, when there's more, actually not if, when there's more love Mm. and kindness and compassion, you can see that connectedness, right. Mm -hmm. Rather than the division. Uh, And that truly is the world that I want to live in and that I want my kids to live in and their kids to live in is this space of just compassion and seeing everybody for who they are, just, mm-hmm. just spiritual beings having a human experience, mm-hmm. right? We're all just trying to figure it out. And, and there is some hurt that comes along with it, but that's the healing process too, mm-hmm. right? When we allow ourselves to see it that way. So, so yeah, I mean, I think spirituality is where we're both at and reintegrating into like, well, what does this mean for us? at the core of what we learned, right? And how that integrates. And I remember that that one Christian therapist who actually, because I was just like, you know, they sit there, I was talking, I was talking about, sorry, mom and Graham, if you're listening. Uh, but I was talking about how like they carry their rosaries everywhere and they just sit there and they say their damn prayers on their rosaries. Like that's going to fix everything. Like that's going to change everything. All the hurt that has happened. And he just looked at me and he said, you know, some would consider the rosary a form of meditation. Son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> Mm -hmm. and when you look at it it is it is not to mention the rosary is divine feminine uh we can get into that the whole different yeah for sure (laughs) but yeah so that really had me again opening up to and when we talk about this love right I think and I don't know what your experience was when I cut myself off when I denounced religion I cut myself off from love Hmm. right I cut myself off, you know, I, I was, I was looking at, I was just like the Catholics that look at other people that like, you're bad and you're evil and you don't know what you're doing. Well, so, so to be able to open up, and I think Dave Miller was the one that helped me with this. He has the divine ministries and he, um, 
really opened me back up to love and compassion uh, beyond my wildest dreams. So to have that experience, I'm almost tearing, like I am, I'm tearing up just thinking about it because that was my journey back to myself. That was my journey back to my family. That was my journey back to this bigger being that has led me along the way, mm. every step of the way into faith, right? Mm. Into leaning into faith and having that faith that the journey that I'm on, I'm not alone, right? And when we talk about that connectedness, that's that, you know, it, it reminds me of that poem footprints that hung on my grandmother's wall. And I still love it. It's just like, no, we're never alone. Mm-hmm. You know, the spirit is with us. We are always connected with each other. And when we open up to that, it will not lead us wrong when we open up to spirituality and love. And, you know, you talk about how God is within you, just like, you know, you are within God. And there's this um, word, it's, my goodness, I, the way that I understand is soham, and it's, I am the universe, just like the universe is is me, right? So it's, it's that whole encompassing and and you can look through all the different religions and they have this connectedness, right? They have this, when we look at the foundational beliefs, it's love, it's compassion, it's connectedness. So, but it's just, sometimes people take the words and they twist them and Mm. make them into what they see. But, but yeah, so so along my journey, being able to lean in spiritually, especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a mother, especially as, you know, all of these different transitions happen in life. And I could stay bitter like I was, or I could see the bigger picture mm-hmm. and trust and have faith that something bigger is happening that is beyond me that I do not know. And to be okay with that, which mm. as human beings, we want to try to control everything and know the outcomes and know all these things. So anyways, that's. Oh, I love that, that, like that um, pivot, that transition right there is so, and I wanted, I wanted to reiterate a couple of things that you, you said, but you said them quickly. And so I want to be sure that our listeners were able to hear the, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I think when I when I began to really believe that, like I'd heard it and really like, I think I'd heard it from you first for a while. And it was just kind of like, I, I think I get it like in my head, but it wasn't until like I started to believe it in my heart of this. It was just, it was just a a, a paradigm shift that was so pivotal for me. One, to not take something so seriously (laughs) of just like, we're just like, this is just kind of like this grand experiment, right? Like we're just like, we're these spiritual beings that are are doing this human thing and we're trying to like figure it out. And and so it didn't, it doesn't, it no longer feels so heavy at, at times, which is helpful for me because I can, I can turn it, I can turn things very heavy and very hard and and I don't always know why I do that, but I know like I'm capable of it. And so to remind myself and bring myself back to kind of like you talk about like spiritual gifts being our North star, being our foundation, when we can kind of come back to these foundational truths, um, it just gives us a different perspective and we can see things through a different lens and it, it helps me. So it might be helpful for others as well. But I love how you like, transitioned into the conversation around our roles, the roles that we play, being a wife, being a mother, being an entrepreneur, being 
um, a child of God, being like all these things that we are, right? And that right. that make us up. And where faith comes in, in, in that realm, because I know, so for those of you who don't know, I'm um, a part of Leanne's coaching group, Next Level Life Purpose. And I think you're upgrading the name um, to include the, the world trailblazers, which I think is so fantastic. I'll, oh, let, yeah. I'll let you talk about that in a little bit. But the, um, the, the coaching program has been pivotal because it, it it's a, <laughs> I didn't know this. I didn't know this when I signed up, but that it was going to be such a spiritual journey. Yeah. I knew that there was more to what I was doing. I knew I felt stuck. I knew I wasn't happy. I knew there was something missing, but I didn't expect or anticipate the level of spirituality to come through your program. And so that's been like the biggest gift in so many ways, because I didn't have, I was missing this key component. I mean, I'm, everything on paper looks really good. If you look at my, my, you know, recent years, um, great job, great pay, blah, blah, blah. Like everything on paper looks, and I was miserable. Like I'm like dying inside. Right. And so this journey back to myself, back to God, back to this greater, bigger picture and purpose that I was restored. Like my faith was restored and I was restored to remembering that like, it is so much bigger than what sometimes we, we think it is. We have such limited because of our human experience. We have these limited perspectives and no one can see me, but you Leanne, but I've got, I've got my, I've got blinders on, right? Like I've got my hands up, like I've got blinders on and it's no one's fault. Like this is just the human condition. This is just the, the way that it is like our human experience. But when we know better, we do better. My Angelo says this, right? Like when we know better, we do better. And as I have begun to know and learn more, I just, I can't, the blinders have been taken off and I can't not see what I see. And what that has translated to in my faith is doing scary things, like doing risky, making risky decisions because I, I didn't know how to live outside of the box. And we've talked about this in previous episodes of like, I'm a square peg trying to fit into a round hole for the last 39 years, right? Like I've just been trying to be what everyone else wants me to be. And so much of it was trusting and putting my faith in what other people thought of me, their approval of me, validation of me, perception of me, whatever. And I didn't have faith in what I needed to have faith in, which was myself Mm -hmm. and God and this divine creation that, that God made me to step out and do something more, to do something bigger, to stop playing by the rules, to stop being small. And so it's been through this, this journey through your coaching program, but just God just showing up everywhere. And it's kind of like, I imagine God being like, I was there the whole time. Yeah, ding dong. Well, like, footprints. <laughs> right. Like I've, I've been there the whole time, Katie, like you just freaking had your eyes closed or whatever. <laughs> Or your head, your head up your butt is part of, was part of it. Um, Cause that's, that was part of my story too. So it's just so divinely inspired to branch out into 
this arena of faith because boy, when I thought that I had faith back, you know, 16 through 21, 22, I just had no idea. I had no idea that I was living so small. And, and so, yeah, so branching out into that, that different realm of faith and we'll put, um, for listeners, we'll put in the show notes, um, information about the way of the rose. Leanne mentioned that book. And then also the meditation uh, mantra, so hum, because I think that's a beautiful part to integrate into just the expansion of faith and spirituality and who we are and who we're not. <laughs> and because that's, I don't know, it's beautiful. So I'm really grateful that you brought those things up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's been our journey, right? And being able to recognize the importance of that, um, of that experience, of all the experiences and where it leads us. And, and really, you know, just to our listeners, and I'll, I'll actually put Dave's information too, the Sacred Breeds Mystery uh, Ministries. I know that he's online and, um, just the, the, the challenge or the, um, almost like I think about action items, right. My hope Mm -hmm. for you is that you start to just get curious, get curious about the beliefs that you have, which ones, you know, keep you small, keep you, Mm -hmm. um, from really expanding into your highest self, the highest version of yourself, which I do believe is love, right. Is, is love for everyone. And, And believe me, I I see, you know, people often look at me and have said to me, they're like, are you fucking ignorant? Don't you see what is going on around the world? Don't you see what is happening? What about all this division? What about all this, you know, war? And so now I see it. And, you know, we make a choice, just like you were saying, it's when you know better, you do better. This is me doing better. This is me embracing. I've always had that, right? You, You talk about the journey back to yourself. I've always been that very kind and compassionate, seeing the good in everything and every, everyone I'm talking everyone. Mm -hmm. And I was called naive, stupid, you know, ignorant, Pollyanna, you know, like just all these really what I considered negative connotations. And for me to strip those away and just get back to myself and still continue and speak out, right. Cause I have people around me that all, all see bad pretty continuously. And I'm like, I'm just going to live in compassion. And like, Oh, cute little girl, go Mm. ahead and do that. I'm like, I will. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You should join us. (laughs) I know. It's nicer over here. (laughs) The movement, right. Mm -hmm. The movement to Mm -hmm. kindness and compassion and, and moving through life with faith because, you know, I felt lost and I don't know if this resonates with you, Katie, but I felt lost because I did feel abandoned, mm. right? I did feel abandoned by God, but it was me who was leaving, leaving that. Right. And like you were saying, it's like, well, I've always been here. So you know, when we are connected to faith, we don't feel, there is no feeling alone. There right. truly isn't. Right. Uh, And I think that has been my biggest epiphany is that I can call upon whatever spiritual guides, whatever, you know, spiritual connection and connect in so many different ways when I'm going through difficult times Mm. to know that, you know, I'm not, I'm not here alone. Mm. And then that helps me to open up to other people because, you know, we all know that with depression and feeling lost, we want to isolate and we do feel alone. So Mm -hmm. that's the antithesis, right? That's the, if you, if you're looking for a cure, (laughs) for feeling alone and lost, it's, it's to reach into faith and spirituality 
Uh, at least that's been my experience. Yeah. So, so yeah, start looking at some of those belief systems and mm-hmm. the things that we do believe about, uh, you know, God or the bigger, you know, our, our spiritual connection. Uh, do they expect you to be perfect? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like he expects you to be he or she or they or whoever expects you to be perfect or to, that you will be punished if you're not or you know, all of these different beliefs that we have growing up and start. And if you do have those, like I know I did start challenging them. Mm. And yeah. Um, leading a life of into faith. You know, we, we talk about, I talk about anyways, from fear to faith, you know, mm. we move from fear and into faith, because if you think about the division, if you think about first, you know, anger and hatred, it's all fear, it's all fear-based. So when we move into love and faith that dissipates. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. You mentioned kind of the the idea of like spirit guides and spiritual connections and that being like plural. And I know like I struggled with that a lot in the beginning because for for a, a young Christian, it was like one Jesus, Jesus, one God, one Jesus, one, right? And that's the only way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like that is the, right? Like that's all you can conceptualize. And but I wanted to explore that maybe just a little bit because you've done the different meditations with group and oftentimes like you, you tell us to like, you know, picture our spirit guides or our ancestors or our spiritual connection, like whatever that is. And I remember um, you were joking about like seeing Jesus on the wall of that one yoga studio and like, just being like, what, what are you doing here? Like, (laughs) and then also like, when you were connecting with a spirit guide and and it was Jesus who walked up and you were like, what are you doing here? I I actually had like a total aversion of like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I, I still am in this place of like meeting my spirit guides and meeting, welcoming in the different connections, because I do think it's plural. And I, and the reason I believe that, or the reason that I, that I think that is it reminds me of the story of the guy who's there's a flood and he gets to the roof of his house and um, a helicopter comes and says, jump up, we'll save you. And he was like, no, thanks. I trust God. God's going to save me. And then somebody comes by in a paddle boat and they're like, come on, the, the, it's rising. You're going to die. Jump in the boat. And the guy says, no, thanks. I believe that God is going to save me. And the guy dies because he's an idiot. And (laughs) that was me being judgmental, by the way, he dies, lands in, in front of God. And God's like, what the heck happened, dude? I sent a a helicopter and a boat and I sent these people to help you. And, and you just kept saying, I'm waiting on God. But like, I sent all these, like, it can look in so, it could look so many different ways. And so I want to just, uh, encourage the exploration. And like you are saying, like, and this has been like the phrase of all phrases, curiosity and compassion. That's what this last year has been for me is just curiosity and compassion and questioning things and exploring things and the exploration of your spirit guides, knowing that God can use anything, anyone, any entity, because God is not small. He is not limited. I know that some religious texts say different, but um, my experience has been like God has sent many a helicopter in the form of different Buddhist 
gods and Hindu gods and goddesses and archangels and like it's just there's just so there's so many things so many ways that has brought me back stop yeah stop limiting stop (laughs) limiting um we're so self-limiting and and god limiting frankly and god doesn't want to be put in a box either right right (laughs) at least that's my belief and that's my experience with the divine but also that faith piece of knowing and trusting that um, whatever is supposed to come will come in its perfect timing and in its perfect form and it may not look the way that you think it's going to look but have faith dear one have faith that that footprints in the sand right when there was only one set of footprints man there the whole time the whole fucking time <laughs> who knew who knew i didn't know i would i'm shocked by this at times and then and then i like think back and i'm like no of course yeah. of course yes but again that's my human experience right right is right. it's limited right and it is it's so funny it's like you know even in the i mean just being able to say like it, it comes in so many different forms and when we look at some of the trials and tribulations that we might have, we're just like, you know, we might doubt that, like, well, what God would do this? What God would do, you know, any of this? And my belief and my experience is that, you know, I create my own suffering. And uh, until I have learned the lesson that I am meant to learn, I will stay in suffering. Mm-hmm. And and, but, but, but guess what? Guess what? I am in control of that. Even <laughs> <laughs> So, so being able to, to shift your perspective, right. Mm-hmm. To, so we're talking about challenging belief systems, challenging your mindset, challenging your perception of what religion is or is not, or spirituality is, or is not, or, you know, what your life is meant to live, look like, or not look like it's, you know, during those times of trials and tribulations, that is when I found that yeah, I was being carried and there was a purpose. Mm, yeah. Um, and if I all I had to do was open up my blinders, right? Um, you know, open up my eyes and and look around and notice all of the messages that were offered to me. Yeah. You know, I I recently went through this uh with my grandmother and putting her into assisted living where, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't been home, home, like I just moved home after 20 years. And it was crazy. And there were times where I questioned myself and, you know, as I was moving her in and, and having all these emotions and memories of, of what, you know, my life was like with her. And I mean, she's not gone or anything, but this is a huge transition. I was like, Oh, this is one of the reasons why we moved home right here in the, in December back to <laughs> Buffalo. Um, <laughs> and we didn't know this, right. I didn't know this. So there's always something bigger at work. So mm. being able to lean into that and, and trust in, and even, um, in the program, I'm wondering if I should just throw up a couple, like in the show notes, you know, a document where mm. people can start to question some of their, some of their beliefs. And it's something that we do actually in the program in the next level, like purpose coaching program. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to throw that up there just to get, get people curious and to, uh, open that up. So I think that's um, fantastic. Thank you for doing that. Like offering up that bit of insight and opportunity to dig a little bit deeper. I kind of want to end our episode with a joke. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a Christian joke. (laughs) 
So I saw this on Facebook. This is so good. Um, it's probably funnier when you see it because you have to like read it. And <laughs> But it's about this guy who joins um, a Christian like um, dating service, right? Like Tinder or oh, there are Christian ones. What are they called? Remember. I don't know. Been married for too long. I don't know. The, <laughs> neither of us know these dating sites. That's a good thing. I know. But he You're joined. Welcome, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> um, he joined this Christian dating site and he put his name as Get Me Psalm, P S A L M, right? Like, but when you read it, it's Get Me Psalm. <laughs> he got banned. He got banned from the Christian dating site. You will no longer be allowed to join. So. <laughs> If you're offended by that, I am not truly sorry because that was mild in comparison to what I could have said in some different <laughs> jokes. But stay curious about why that offended you if you were. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Stay curious and compassionate, my friends. <laughs> All right. And that is a wrap. And we will see you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is always an honor and privilege to be on this journey with you. Stay curious, connected, compassionate, and courageous. If you're looking for different ways to connect with the work that we both do, please check out our sites. Easyliving.space, that's E-Z, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, dot space, or release with Katie. Release like letting go with Katie, K-A-T-I-E dot com for more information. As always, love and light from us to you.